the book of Ruth, in your Bibles, Ruth chapter number 1, the book of Ruth begins with a little Jewish family. It's a difficult season in Bethlehem, Judah, and Elimelech, the man of the house, is fearful because food is beginning to get short. In an act of desperation and disobedience to God, Elimelech leads his wife Naomi and his two little boys, Malon and Kilion, away from the place of God, the house of blessing, town of Bethlehem, to a pagan land called Moab. He'd heard that in Moab things would be better. He'd heard that in Moab there was plenty to eat. And so his plan was to go to Moab, to the pagans, away from God, for a short time in order to feed his family. The first six verses of the book of Ruth, we know that his plan is utter failure. I preached last week on don't move to Moab. And uh, Elimelech, if he would testify, and he could, he could testify today, whatever you do, don't move to Moab. Don't move out of God's will to try to meet some perceived need. It never works out. As a matter of fact, Elimelech's story goes like this. Elimelech goes to Moab to stay for just a little time and he dies. And there he is, dead. And he's left his wife, a widow, and now two boys, Malon and Kilion. Malon and Kilion meet and marry Moabitist girls. One name is Orpah, the other's name is Ruth. Ruth is the namesake of the book that we're studying and preaching. And so Malon and Kilion marry Orpah and Ruth and tragedy strikes again the home of Elimelech who's already dead. His boys die. And when we open our Bibles and begin to read in verse number 6, we meet three widow ladies at a great point of decision. Now I'll point something out to you. That moment that Elimelech in Bethlehem, said, let's move to Moab. It was the turning point that would end his future. He died, his two sons died, and the name of Elimelech was snuffed out at that moment. And we come to verse number 6. And we're going to read the account of Naomi, Orpah, and Ruth. And we're going to watch Ruth make a decision that is going to determine her future. You see, Elimelech chose to leave and move to Moab. And his future was bleak at best. But Ruth is going to go back to Bethlehem. And when she does... It is going to be the beginning of a great adventure that ultimately leads to the birth of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. Ruth, on the day that we're getting ready to read about, decided, I'm going to go back to Bethlehem with you, Naomi. It's the best decision she ever made. Folks, to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to God and His Word, 
is always the right decision. Today's message is titled this, Go Back to Bethlehem. And we'll find it here in this, this text. Beginning in verse 6 of Ruth, chapter 1, the Bible says, Then she arose, this is Naomi, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return into the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way. For I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also. If aught but death part thee and me. Father, we pray you bless your word. I pray that you would give me clarity. And unction from the Holy Spirit. As I preach your word this morning. I pray you would help us to decide to say yes to you. And indeed always move toward you your righteousness obedience to you. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We come to this passage of Scripture, and the bottom line is, Ruth, whether she realized exactly what she was doing or not, made the right decision. She decided to go back to Bethlehem. Back to Bethlehem with Naomi. Back to the place of God's blessing. Back to Bethlehem. Well, that's a fascinating City, isn't it? few important things have happened through the years in Bethlehem, right? Like the birth of our Savior. Bethlehem. Back to Bethlehem. Back to God. Folks, I want you to know something. Elimelech, in the first part of the cha- the first part of this chapter, chapter number one of the book of Ruth, he made a horrible decision to leave God and go toward the world because he was afraid of what might happen to his family. He made a foolish decision, didn't he? But now we see Ruth, Orpah, and Naomi. Three ladies. When we come to this scene, it's a sad moment. Naomi's a widow. 
Orpha's a widow. Ruth is a widow. And as far as I'm concerned, poor Naomi's got it worse than anybody because she's now lost her husband and her two sons. Now, look, I don't look at Naomi and say, you are so terrible. I look at Naomi and I say, hey, whoa, be careful. You're at a moment in your life where the emotions are so high that it's going to be really hard for you to make decisions that are sound. I look at Naomi and I, remind, I would want to remind her that God is going to prove himself faithful. Wait patiently on the Lord. Trust him, trust him. And I would encourage Naomi to go back to Bethlehem. We see a sad moment here. Naomi and Orpah and Ruth. It's tough, isn't it? Tough. I'll just tell you. Naomi ends up making the right decision. Ruth ends up making the right decision. Orpah, on the other hand, is a casualty. It's sad. These ladies are in a moment of temporary insanity. How many of you ever had moments of temporary insanity? Everybody should raise their hands. You know why? Because we are all creatures with emotions that often lead us to make Silly decisions. How many of you ever got real mad sometime and said something real dumb? If that's you, would you raise your hand? It happens, doesn't it? So you have been insane at times too. Yes, I understand. I thought I was talking to a bunch of lunatics this morning. In reality, we come to this passage of Scripture and we see these folks at such an emotionally high moment that we could look at this and make some application to our own lives, Correct? We've got to be careful. I'll just tell you, if people push me in emotional moments to react to something, I don't do good. I will not react. If I can help it, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I don't want to say yes, no, maybe so. I don't want to smile. I don't want to frown. I don't want to go. Because I know in these moments of temporary insanity that you guys are all known for, and I am too, that if I react, I have a proclivity to react the wrong way. Now, let me tell you something. If you'll get to the place where when you have reacted the wrong way, that you'll humble yourself and seek forgiveness as part of what you do and who you are, you'll be really glad. But if you have the spirit that says, I know I was overreacted and I was out of line, and you, you know that inside of you, but you won't say, I'm sorry. Or you want to blame somebody else for the reason you acted like a fool? You're going to have trouble. So anyway, Naomi, Orpah, Ruth, all three of them, insane. Like all of us on occasion. But here's what I want you to pay attention to. In every moment of our lives where we're in this emotional state, when it happens... What should we do? Move to Moab. The world's got everything you need. No. I know. In these moments where the stress is high, the emotion is deep, what should I do? You should always move toward Bethlehem. 
You should always take a step towards God. You should always take a step towards trusting God. You should always take a step towards obeying God. You should always take a step towards resting in the fact that God is sovereign and faithful. When we come to this passage of Scripture, we learn a valuable lesson. In moments like these, we need to go back to Bethlehem. Go back to Bethlehem. Number one, let me give you four points of advice in light of this. Go back to Bethlehem, we find in the scripture. Number one, number one, do not take counsel from bitter people. Do not take counsel from bitter people. Let me see what show you what's happening here. Now I'll just tell you, Naomi's story is so sweet in the end. But at this moment, she's not sweet at all. We just read her story. And Naomi's talking to Ruth and Orpah. And Naomi, get this, Naomi says, I hear there's bread in Bethlehem, let's go. She begins to go, and then she realizes what she's doing. She's having a moment of insanity. She realizes what she's doing. She's taking these girls out of Moab, away from their families, away from their pagan futures, bringing them into the presence of God. And she says, whoa, I can't do that. And she stops on their way. And she says, look, girls, what y'all need to do is you need to go back to the house of your mothers. What y'all need to do is y'all need to go home. I can't provide you a husband. If I were to find a husband tonight and have two boy babies, you wouldn't hang around and wait for them to be old enough for you to marry them. I can't give you a husband. I don't have a husband. You need a husband. Husband, husband, husband. She says, Orpah and Ruth, y'all need to go home. That was bad advice. She says, the Lord has been grievous to me. You need to go home. Now, we watch her. She's complaining about how bad God has treated her. And the truth is, she's had it rough. But the reason she's had it rough is because her husband, Elimelech, made such a foolish decision to lead her away from the people of God. The reason also she's had it rough was she was willing to hang out and wait around in Moab long enough for the boys to fall in love with Moabitess girls, long enough for the boys to grow up and start their own families. Instead of saying, oh, no, Elimelech has made a big mistake. I better get back to God. She should have gone back to Bethlehem years ago. And to give you an idea of Naomi's spirit, as she le- even after she leaves Moab and goes back to Bethlehem, as she enters into the city of Bethlehem, people see her, oh, my lands, that's Naomi. We thought she was dead. Well, that's Naomi. We hadn't heard from her in years. And so she comes into the city, and she comes among her peers, and they're like, hey, Naomi, it's good to see you. Naomi, it's good. She said, oh, no, don't call me Naomi. The word Naomi, the name Naomi means pleasant. She says, don't call me pleasant. There's nothing pleasant about me. She says, call me Mara. My new name's Mara. The word Mara means bitterness. She says, I'm bitter. I'm bitter. I'm bitter, Naomi. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Do not take counsel from bitter people. Don't take counsel from bitter people. Folks, if somebody is bitter towards God, the words they have to offer you are going to be skewed at best. Don't take advice from bitter people. Oh, how many times do bitter people encourage you to do the wrong thing? How many times do bitter people encourage you to act out in anger and bitterness towards 
a situation that you find yourself in. Do not take counsel from bitter people. Listen, what we need to do is we need to go back to Bethlehem. We need to go back, move towards the Lord. Counsel from bitter people is going to cause you great grief. And Naomi, she did some terrible things. I want you to think about what Naomi did. Naomi said, let's go. She was going for the wrong reason. She said, let's go. And they start that way. She says, oh, no, let's not go. Y'all need to go back. It's a sad state of affairs. I'm so thankful that Ruth did not take counsel from bitter Naomi. But then I wonder about Orpah. Can you imagine this? Orpah's lifeline between paganism and wickedness and sinfulness and an eternity without Christ and Orpah's possibility for a future with Jesus. Her connection was Naomi. And Naomi said, listen, Orpah, I can't give you a husband. God's been bitter to me. Whatever you do, don't go with me back to God. Listen, do not take counsel from bitter people. Don't do it. And by the way, if you find yourself a bitter person, you're reminded of something. I don't care how well-meaning you may be, your counsel is skewed. I'm praying, asking the Lord, consistently asking the Lord, Lord, help me to have a heart that's void of offense between you and men. Why? Because I want to be able to offer the right counsel. Listen, you need to go back to God, back to Bethlehem. Do not take counsel from bitter people, number one. Number two, do not wait until you're hungry. Do not wait until you're hungry. What in the world do you mean by that, preacher? Let me show it to you. Verse number six. The Bible says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Now, this is unusual to me. But Naomi, the motivating factor for moving out of Moab was she was beginning to get hungry. She'd heard the bread's better back in the promised land. That was her motivating factor. Now, here's what I want you to think about with me for just a minute. Why in the world did Naomi wait until she got hungry to move back towards God? Because that is part of our dirty, rotten flesh. You know what we want to do? We want to live in the misery of our sin until the bitter end. You remember the story I talked about in Sunday school briefly? You remember the story of Pharaoh? Moses and Aaron are being used of God to hammer Israel with plagues. I mean, they've had some amazing plagues. The waters turned to blood and all the fish died. All the cattle in Egypt died, but not the cattle in Goshen, the land of Israel. Lice and flies and frogs and frogs. Can you imagine frogs? <laughs> I think somebody out in Smith County has developed the rod of God, and they're holding the rod of God up, and God has sent a plague of woolly worms and stink bugs. <laughs> Whoever's got the rod, put it down. Put it down. <laughs> frogs, can you imagine that? 
I mean, the frogs got so bad. You're eating something, and a jump, frog jumps out of your bowl of soup. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? Sleeping, and frogs skirting around under your covers. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? How many of you love frogs? Yeah, in your bed. <laughs> frogs. Finally, Pharaoh's had all he can stand. He's, he's like, call for Moses. Guess what he does? Moses comes. Pharaoh says, Moses, turn off the frogs. All right, when? See what Pharaoh said? Tomorrow. That's genius, isn't it? Let me tell you, if you've got the ability to turn off all the frogs right now or turn them off tomorrow, what do you say? Right now. What did Pharaoh say? <laughs> tomorrow. Why? He's a great picture of our dirty, rotten flesh. You know what? We want God, but we want God later. We want God, and we want righteous things. We want good things. We want our homes to be full of the right things. But how about tomorrow? It's like dieting. We want to go on a diet, but we're going to do that soon. But we put off the good things, the right things, till later. It breaks my heart to think, you know, Naomi... Would to God she'd have been sensitive to the leadership of the Spirit of God when Elimelech died to say, whoa, we've made a mistake. We've moved our, away from God and God's blessing. Boys, Mama's taking you home. We're going to Bethlehem. But she didn't. Oh, you know, maybe we should wait till the boys get out of high school. And when the boys get out of high school, then we can go towards God. Then we can move to Bethlehem. Then we can go back to God. When the boys get finished with this sporting event, when the boys get finished with this activity, when the boys get finished with this stage of life, when the boys get done with this, then we can move back. When the boys get married, they really like those cute mobile girls. You know, Orpah, she's a doll baby. And when we get through this stage of life, then, then we can go to Bethlehem. Then we can get right with God. How many of you have told yourself that lie? You say, when I finish high school, then I'll get right with God. But you didn't. When I finish college, I'll get right with God then, but you didn't. So when I get married, then I'll get right with God, but you didn't. When I have kids, I'll get right with God, but you didn't. When I can live in that house, then we'll go to church, but you didn't. When I go to this stage of life, and that's it. I'll serve God, but you didn't. It breaks my heart. Naomi and her bitterness and anger, instead of waking up when her husband died and said, oh, I got to get these kids to God. She just stayed the course. Finally, after the boys were dead, she heard, well, God hates me, but I like food. I hear the bread's better in Bethlehem. Let's just go to Bethlehem. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Don't wait until you're hungry to go to the Lord. Now, God gives us hunger. Hunger's a good thing. Sometimes I wish I wasn't so hungry. And all God's people said, Amen. But hunger's something that God gave us. You know, hunger's a motivator. It's a good motivator. It's a great motivator. How many of you ever had the opportunity to stay in bed a little longer? But then you got hungry. 
And they say, you know, the bed's really comfortable, but I'm hungry. And before you know it, hunger will make you get out of bed, right? It's good. Hunger's a good thing. You know what else hunger will do? Hunger will make you go to the refrigerator, look in the refrigerator, there's nothing there. Hunger will make you go to the grocery store. I don't recommend going to the grocery store hungry, but it is a lot of fun. Hunger is a great motivator. You know what else hunger will do? If you're hungry and you go to the refrigerator and it's empty and you go to the grocery store and you don't have no money, you know what hunger will do? Hunger will make you want to work. And that's a really good thing because all of God's people need to work. Producers. Hunger's a great thing. Hunger will make you get a job. Hunger will make you get a job, earn some money so you can have some food. Hunger's a great motivator. It's sweet. Hunger's a great motivator, but it's a terrible Lord. To be driven by your desires is terrible. Folks, I want to encourage you to do something. Go to Bethlehem. Go to God. Move towards the Lord before you get hungry. Don't wait until you're hungry. Number one, do not take counsel from bitter people. Number two, do not wait until you're hungry. Number three, do not expect men to make you happy. Now, Naomi's going to continue with her awful advice. But I want you to see what her advice is, and it's terrible. But it's something that we can apply to our lives. Look at what the scripture says in verse 8. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you. And as ye have dealt with the dead and with me, the Lord grant you that ye may find rest. You hear Naomi? She's using the name of the Lord, but she's bitter and her advice is not good. Just because somebody puts Jesus before or after a piece of advice does not make it sound. Verse 9, the Lord grant you, Naomi speaking, that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. You see that word? In the house of her husband. What did Naomi think? Naomi had this idea that somehow if Orpah and Ruth could get a husband in a house, then they would have rest. How many of you have a husband in a house but you don't have rest? Don't raise your hand. The truth is, there has never been a husband or a house that could make a wife happy. Just, it doesn't work like that. But how many people live a lie and live this idea that I can be happy if I have a house and a husband? Some people have it another way. Some men think if I can have a wife and a truck, then I'll be happy. But I don't care who you are, if you're putting your stock and your hope in a house and a husband or a wife and a truck, that's not where true rest is found. But Naomi had this idea, house and a husband, a house and a husband, a house and a husband. If these girls get a husband, well, they'll be good. As a matter of fact, you can see it repeated over and over again. May each of you in the house of her husband find rest. Then she kissed them. They lifted their voice and went. Verse 10, they said to her, Surely we will return with thee and thy people. Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? He said, Y'all need husbands. Verse 12, Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. I'm too old to get married. And if I should get married and have hope, 
If I should have a husband tonight, you see the word husband again? Should also bear sons. Would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, he grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. I'm just telling you something. Naomi's got husband on the brain. All she can think about is if I could have a husband, I could be happy. If these girls could be, have a husband, they'd be happy. And it's husband, 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 husband. And their, her focus and her concentration, and it's husband, husband, husband. She thinks, if, a, if I get a husband, then everything will be okay. Let's answer that for her. If Naomi got a husband, would that make everything better? No. As a matter of fact, let me tell you something interesting about the end of the story. Naomi... In the end, the story is blessed and happy in Jesus. And to my, I don't know that she ever got married. A husband had nothing to do with it. But all she can think is husband, husband. If I can get a husband, if I can get a husband, if I can get a husband, then I'll have what I need. <laughs> Some people have this idea. Wife, 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 then I'll be happy. Job, 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 then I'll be happy. Health, 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 health. I'll be happy. Car, 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 truck, truck, truck. Education, education, career, career. Children, children, children. If I could have children, I'd be grandchildren, grand. You get the point? We get this idea somehow that if I can have something, then I can have peace with God. Oh, no, wait, stop. The hope for your happiness is in going back to Bethlehem. Go to God. Move towards God. Let God be your sufficiency. Let God meet your need. Let God reveal his plan for your life and Show you the grace and the strength and the peace that you need. Trust in the Lord. I'll tell you something. A wife that's trusting the Lord is a happy wife. A husband that's trusting in the Lord is a happy husband. And I'll tell you, if you're trusting in the Lord, you're able to enjoy the car, the house, the wife, the husband, the children, the grandchildren. With a level of joy that you can't otherwise. Don't fall into the trap of moving to Moab when God has called you to go back to Bethlehem. Say yes to God. Number one, do not take counsel from bitter people. Number two, do not wait until you're hungry. Number three, do not expect men to make you happy. And finally, number four, it's just really simple. Cleave to the Lord. Now, I'll just tell you, I don't think Ruth understands how big of a decision that she's making at this moment. But Ruth makes the right decision. Naomi is Ruth's only connection between the world and God. And Naomi says, Orpah, Ruth, y'all leave me. I can't give you a husband. So the Bible says in verse 14, they lifted up their voice and wept again, all three of them crying. The Bible says an Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. Basically, she just kissed her by. This is a sad moment. I can't help but think that Naomi, for years to come, wondered about what happened to poor Orpah and what a terrible mistake she had made in advising her to go back to Moab. But Orpah kissed her mother-in-law and 
Back to Moab she went. We never hear from her again. And Naomi says, Ruth, your sister-in-law's already gone. You go too. And Ruth makes a declaration, a beautiful statement. The Bible actually says that Ruth claved to her in verse number 14. And verse number 16, Ruth says to Naomi, Entreat me not to leave thee. Don't, don't tell me to leave you again. Don't, don't, don't say that anymore. Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. What does Ruth say? Ruth looks at Naomi and says, Naomi, I don't care what kind of advice you give me, but I'm going with you. And I'm going with your God. Your God is going to be my God. Now, I don't think Ruth really understands all that's going to happen. As a matter of fact, it's an amazing story, and we're working towards the end of it. Before you know it, before Ruth's story is over, she gives birth to a baby that will be in the descendant and be a father to the Jesus Christ of Nazareth. (laughs) But it all starts right here. When Ruth cleaves to her mother-in-law and says, Look, I don't care what you say. Don't tell me anymore to leave because I'm going with you. I'm going to Bethlehem. I'm going to God. I'm going towards God's people. I'm going God's way. And Ruth clave to the Lord. She went back to Bethlehem. Now here's where we are. You're here today and we get here. You may be in one of those moments of Temporary insanity. It's okay to admit it. I've admitted it before you and everybody I preached to earlier, everybody on the internet. I've had moments of temporary insanity. Emotions run high. But you're there. You're in a moment, at a situation where, you know, you're tempted to go the wrong direction and look the wrong direction and move toward the world. There's even been people advise you that this Jesus thing is not going to help you. Most people who advise against Christ are bitter at God, and you should never take counsel from a bitter person. But you're there. You're at this spot. You're, you're, what am I going to do? Where am I going to turn? I want to encourage you. If you turn towards Moab, the only promise I can make you is that it will have a bitter end. But if you'll Go back to Bethlehem. Folks, it's always right to move toward the Lord. Ruth didn't understand the gravity of her decision, but she said, you know, today, to the best of my ability, I'm going towards God. Praise the Lord she did. God used her to bring us a Savior. God blessed her life. God used her in a mighty way. God blessed Ruth when she went back to Bethel with Naomi. Bethlehem. What we need to do is you're right there on the fence. Make the decision. You know what? I'm upset, but I'm going to do the wrong thing. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going toward Bethlehem.
back to Bethlehem. That's the direction we need to go. Say yes to God. Know the flesh. That choice wins every time. It wins every time. You know, there's a song that's very appropriate for this message. You know what Ruth found out? She didn't know all there was about her decision, but she found out real soon. And as we continue this story, we find out over and over again. It wasn't always easy, but we find out over, over and over again that God was faithful to Ruth all along the way. When you move, go back to Bethlehem, you know what you're going to find out? Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just in simple faith to trust him neath the healing cleansing flood Jesus, Jesus how I trust you how I've proved him o'er and o'er Jesus, Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust him more Hey, folks, all through the Bible, every character we read, they testify when they trusted Jesus, hallelujah. When they didn't, oh, no. For more than 2,000 years of human history, the testimony of the saints of God over and over and over and over again is it's always right to trust Jesus. So, folks, if you're tempted to move towards Moab, don't do it. Go back to Bethlehem. You'll be glad you did.